Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to John's Gospel, John chapter 1. Because today we want to look past all of the presents and packing and parties. And we want to understand that it is indeed the light that changes everything. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 9, please. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children, the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The light changed everything. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 9, these words, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. The light. Now most of the time we look at the light on a horizontal plane. We see the babe in the manger. We see the shepherds who receive the message. Joseph and Mary had to make the trip to Bethlehem. The wise men, perhaps some two years later, came and were looking for the king of the Jews. But this morning I want to take you to a vertical place, heaven. Because I want us to see the light, perhaps from God's understanding. Everything that had remained the same for eternity changed on the day that the Word became flesh. How did it change? Number one, the Word left heaven's glories. The Word became a flesh in our text, and it was the Word according to Philippians chapter 2, that humbled himself and took upon the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And then he even went to the cross and shed his precious blood in payment for our sins. The co-eternal, co-equal, co-regent second person of the Godhead left heaven's to take on flesh. The regal ruling reigning one walked away from it all. I wonder about the emotion in heaven at that point. 
were they sorry to see him go? Certainly the father was. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But I wonder about the angels. I wonder those who had been with him for all eternity. Now I understand in the Old Testament there are times when we see the angel of the Lord and that may well have been Christ coming to earth to visit people but this time he took on flesh in a way that was different than any other time in history. He left heaven's glory. But not only did he leave heaven's glory, he initiated contact with sinners. Our text says he came into his own, and his own did not receive him. May I take you very quickly back to the garden? Adam and Eve sinned. They had enjoyed a, a wonderful fellowship with God, but now they knew they were naked. They clothed themselves and, and hid from God. And God initiated contact. He came to them and said, where are you, Adam? Now, he didn't ask that question because he didn't know where they were. But he wanted to initiate this contact with Adam and Eve who had fallen from their perfect state. It was at that point that God gave the promise. The seed of the woman would be the one who would give a death blow to the head of the serpent. And centuries later, that took place when Jesus Christ came down from glory to give himself a sacrifice for mankind. Many times at this time of the year, there are human interest stories that come across the, the news wire that talk about someone who wants to understand what it is to be homeless Leaving everything that they have and, and going and living in a box. Putting themselves out there so that they can perhaps understand what it is to not have anything. I want you to know that Jesus Christ, who had everything, in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God left everything to initiate contact with sinners. That was his reputation, was it not? The religious crowd said, he eats with publicans and sinners. And throughout his ministry, he was there recognizing that there was a lost people who needed to have a personal relationship with a holy God. The woman at the well. The woman taken in adultery. Mary who washed his feet. Great sinners. Jesus Christ initiated contact with them. Jesus Christ was gone from the Father. 
the Father had sent him on a mission, given him an assignment. And that assignment was to fulfill the promise that God had made back in the Garden of Eden. I mentioned it last night. But someone described the assignment as a suicide rescue mission. God knew what would be required of him. God understood that he was born to die. And that he would give his life a ransom for many. After all, it was the prophet Isaiah who said he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. It was the psalmist who in the 22nd Psalm describes what the crucifixion would be like. And now, in order for the light to come into the world, the light had to leave the presence of the Father. I remember when our first child went to college. That was a traumatic day in our lives. We drove into Cedarville, Ohio. Our daughter was going to attend Cedarville University, drug all of her stuff up four flights of stairs into a dorm room, got her settled with three other roommates, climbed in the car, and left. Tears were streaming down my cheeks. Connie was crying audibly. Because our firstborn was opening a new chapter in, in her life. Now I need to tell you, that the second year, we hardly slowed the car down for her to jump out. <laughs> and our second daughter, who went to Faith Baptist Bible College, didn't want to go. We had told our kids, we don't know where you're going after high school, but you're going to go away for one year someplace to a Bible college. And God protected us because after we dropped her off and got her settled, we were driving down the road and she was running after us. Come back, come back. It's true. We didn't see her. I think we were making plans what we would do without her. But I want you to think about this. The light in order to invade planet Earth, is now gone from the Father. How traumatic that must have been. In fact, on the cross, it was the light who said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In many ways, the light, the sun, would return different than when he left. Because he would be one who was touched with our infirmities. 
He would be one who knew no sin, had become sin for us. He would be one who had humbled himself and been obedient to death, even the death of the cross. The light was gone from the Father. When the light came, I believe heaven understood what true love was all about. Greater love, Jesus said, hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm not sure, I, I don't know, that the angels that night when they invaded the shepherd's quiet respite and declared, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I'm not sure that the angels understood what all that meant. They may have. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they did. But I believe that as the angels watched the life of Christ, they started to understand what true love really Unconditional, sacrificial love. You see, the light puts it in a different perspective, doesn't it? We see things as we look at the light that we'd not see any other way. But it's all about the light. And the truth is that the light came because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now most of the time we read that verse and we identify that phrase, gave his only begotten son as the cross. But may I get you to think a little bit about the giving of his only begotten son? as it identifies with the manger? May I get you to picture in your mind God's plan that started there in Bethlehem where he sent the Son wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, to be the Savior of the world. That's the light. This morning, we sang and I read out of Isaiah chapter 9. And there we read, For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The light changes everything. 
and he who is the light of the world is the one in whom is life. And that life is the light of men. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. God so loved that he gave the light. And as many as received him, to them are given the privilege to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. It changes 